0: You're listening to Pod.
1: Welcome as we, Portia the Lifelong Fan and...
0: Amanda the First Time Reader...
1: Discover the books of Agatha Christie.
0: We are sisters who live on opposite ends of the U.S. Doing a quarantine project and who love to be soothed by British murder mysteries.
1: In this shithole of a moment in history, it's nice to have Poirot or Miss Marple solve it all.
0: Welcome to ParoPod!
1: Pod. I love the way you say it.
0: I cannot not say it like that. It's actually, I wish I, I don't have any kind of a singing voice, but I cannot just say "praro" without saying "praro." <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's adorable.
0: So we are here at Parrot End House, which was recorded in 1932, which is the sixth Praro book. It was
1: um, written in 1932. Not oh, just excuse me <laughs> um yeah um, and okay so
0: for the listener um when i've gone back to edit and publish and then like you know see how terribly we did on the early episodes i realized that i introduced the porsche scale early on for on a one to ten of porsche approval of agatha christie books we were starting to rank and we had um, a certain ranking going on and then we fell off because we record this late at night and I have a lot of wine. So uh, (laughs) we are going to return to the Porsche scale today. And I checked in with her about the early book. She, she recalibrated herself on the early book. So, so far we have pause for pause for effect. (laughs) The mysterious affair at Styles. Nine, I, which is a, which is an upping from the last time.
1: Yeah, the I mean-
0: of Gary, eight. Murder of the Links seven point five. Man of the Brown Suit ten. So that's where we've gotten up to today. Now, we're moving forward, and now I haven't I haven't gotten these scores yet because I wanted you guys to get them along with me. We are now at the Secret of Chimneys, nineteen twenty
1: five. Oh, Porsche, that's such a fun ranking. one! I'm gonna give that a nine.
0: A nine. Okay, murder uh, murder, <laughs> murder of Roger Ackroyd. Oh man,
1: 1926. Uh, yeah, what is what are my what are my standards for this scale? Because Porsche's
0: opinion on an Agatha Christie with Man in the Brown Suit being a ten.
1: I think Murder of Roger Ackroyd is like a seven
0: yeah yeah that's this fella that's so okay the big four which we, we we our our review of that one was scathing oh yeah that's like a four
1: I be, that maybe was like, i'll give it a five
0: no i i concur with the four that's a rough one that's a rough one okay mystery of the blue train mm, six or seven
1: uh let's see 6.5
0: 6.5. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Seven dials.
1: Uh, that's going to be more like an eight.
0: Okay. Because Chimneys was a nine. So you're giving the sequel an eight. Got it. Okay. Murder at the Vicarage, which is our first Miss Marple.
1: Um, also an eight.
0: Okay. And- okay. Okay. And then we'll wait if we can remember
1: to do this for this. Parallel, I want you to yeah. talk about it
0: first so that this score means more to you. So we oh, won't give absolutely. you a, like it's going to be hanging out there. What is the score of Parallel at In-House? So we are at Parallel at In-House. We're back to QQ Praro. And they are, again, it seems like Hastings has just abandoned his wife in Argentina. Well, he talks
1: about her. They, because at some point, um, Praro is you know being mean to him as he's want to do and he's like oh you don't know anything and Hastings like I know things and he's like you don't know anything I don't even know how you were able to run the ranch and he was like I ran the ranch and he's like you and your wife go and he goes Bella listens to me on all decisions and, <laughs> eight, and Praro basically goes sure she does
0: right <laughs> so I did I did catch that um. Right. So. Okay. So. But. And. And. We met Bella early on, and we know that she's she's got her own life. So she's fine with uh, Hastings running around, still being with Praro. That's fine.
1: Well, and apparently, because um, what they were doing is they were on vacation together. So she's okay with Hastings going on vacation with Praro in England when Hastings and his wife live in Australia.
0: And, and no, in South America.
1: Oh, South America. Sorry, not Australia. Argentina. Argentina, not Australia. It starts with an A.
0: Different A. Different Southern Hemisphere, but also an A. So they're on vacation at a place called Cornwall. I'm not familiar.
1: So apparently this is the Southern British coast. Again, it's so funny that we're doing all this and we've never actually been to England. But... From what not funny just sad just sad, sad.
0: especially Since now I... that we can never go because i feel like the next season of our podcast ooh, post covid let's have the next season of our podcast be visiting all these places
1: oh my god we'll go find Post-COVID. a
0: place that seems like it should be saint mary mead
1: <laughs> <laughs> does, does does anybody else do this during covid times where you just start to make a list of all of the things you're going to do
0: I'm sure everyone does.
1: Oh, my God. Because I'm just like, oh, a pedicure. Oh, a massage. Oh, yep. traveling anywhere. Yeah. But yeah, that would be awesome.
0: I'm seeing humans. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, so,
1: yeah. So apparently the Cornish coast um, is the southern part of England. And so it's got beaches. And for England, it gets warm ish because you know it's england so right
0: Because probably was complaining the whole time about how cold it was but the but the british people thought it was nice so those of us Just from
1: oregon them. might be like so it's kind of like when you go to the oregon coast and you're like it's sunny and it gets all the way up to 69 degrees and so you don't <laughs> have to wear a in the sun oh Yeah, you don't have to wear a big coat
0: until nighttime.
1: Right. And that's exactly because they were talking about that's kind of one of the plot points is that they all have to get a coat at nighttime. So but for England, that's the closest they get for like a party beach.
0: Right. So they're hanging out, just chilling. And then they, Praro actually trips and sprains his ankle and like falls into a young woman.
1: Now I always wondered, did he do that on purpose?
0: Well, that's well, and then in retrospect, knowing the spoiler, did she she somehow did it on purpose?
1: Right, that's true because yeah, spoilers again. The young woman who we spend the entire book trying to protect turns out to be the murderer. Um,
0: so, so he stumbles into her, he sprains his ankle, and then he's like, "Oh, thousand apologies," and and then okay, so she's like oh these wasps are keep buzzing by me or these bees or these yellow jackets. something is buzzing by her and when she gets gets up to leave eventually he's like hastings because she leaves her hat behind he's like that was not a wasp that was was a bullet
1: right and so now i mean it's one of those things because you know when i first read it it was a shock to find out that she uh was the murderer? But when I reread it, of course, I read it knowing this, and it's like, oh, damn! Like she purposely—I'm guessing—recognized his name. Purposely went up to where he was hanging. Well, yeah, with his it was. We, there, yeah. Uh huh. Um, yeah, because she pretended she didn't know who she was, but she did, and then went up there and. Had a bullet hole in her hat already. Had a so that was my
0: main hat. question, and I this might not make any sense to the listeners if they haven't recently reread it. But so yeah, so he she's like, oh, these wasps, and then like I gotta go, and leaves her hat, and turns out that she leaves behind a, her hat which has a hole in it with a bullet shell, right, and. So, in retrospect, knowing that that was a setup, that she wasn't actually shot, that she just did that, how was he tricked by that? Did she just have, like, a shell in her hand and she just, like, flicked it out? Was it, did she just have the shell on her the rim of her hat and she just, like, how did he, how did she trick him with that? Knowing that he's supposed to be such a good observer.
1: Right. I mean, it's actually one of those things, like,
0: because he's, um, he's, like, there and he's an eyewitness and she's, like, everything's fine and he's like no madame you're in danger but well what's
1: interesting but it was and, fake right the entire book he calls her an airhead i think he calls her a featherhead he calls her all these things he does but then it turns out she tricked him for most of the book
0: for so much and more than hastings because hastings kept been like well that doesn't make any sense and he's like no 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 hastings you don't understand and like turns out like Several times in this book, Hastings was right.
1: She creates the most elaborate like murder plot and fools Perro for the longest
0: forever.
1: So we should probably. That's why I didn't understand.
0: Okay, go ahead, go ahead.
1: We should probably do a quick like basic plot plot. summary. Yes. So okay, so
0: so he meets her and she's almost shot, and he's like, "I'm going to help you." And then she she makes vague reference to she's escaped death a bunch of times recently.
1: But she's all, yeah. like, joking about it like it's not a big deal.
0: Right. So then he's like, madame, I must help you. So then he finds out about more of these times when she's almost died. And it seems like, from his perspective, that clearly someone's mul- attempting her life multiple times.
1: And so then we get to, we, then he starts to get to, like, who was she? So apparently she lives in London most of the time. She's a young woman and she's a young partier woman. And a lot of the characters are young, young partiers. And Agatha Christie was in her late 40s. So she might have been starting to be like disapproving. I'm not sure. Um, but, you know, so Nick and her friends come down to this house that she owns on the Cornish coast, which is apparently falling apart.
0: Right. It's a big, huge Fancy old family house, but it's f- dilapidated and you know, underwater.
1: Right, and so, yeah, she's and not underwater
0: time. literally, but underwater financially.
1: Right, right. So she he meet, starts to meet her friends, and, uh, you know, spends the rest of the book trying to protect her. Oh, we forgot to put down on our characters the person who was killed. Mm-hmm so um so it's nick and then uh there's a guy named george who everybody says is in love with nick commander
0: um, commander challenger who hastings right. is very taken with right <laughs> like and there's like this exchange where he's like so that's where hastings does follow through his thread as being the idiot because he's like he seems like a stand-up guy and fra was like if you think so, I need to investigate him because he's clearly going to be a criminal mastermind and, you
1: and he thinks he's great.
0: And then, he, yeah, he's just a drug dealer. He's but a dealer. he's... He, he gives off... And again, I feel like that was a kind of a class thing that was brought up because he gives Hastings what Hastings wants to see in a guy. And he gives all right. the, all the Military signals.
1: Military man. Um, yeah, who's like, yeah. So Hastings buys into it. Um, Freddie, who's a woman, her name is like Frederica or something. Mm-hmm. Frederica um, Rice. Who's been friends with Nick forever. Um, Jim, who but also is got a horrible husband. Right, so she her. had
0: a husband who is an addict and who she had a lot of probably abuse and stuff going on with and who she's left, but he won't divorce her.
1: Right. And then and she now seems she's like seeing, weird and sad.
0: Yeah, she's weird and sad. And then in retrospect, act, after you finish the book, she's on drugs. <laughs> so, like, a lot of the time, they're like, I couldn't read her expression. It's because she's on yeah, drugs.
1: Specifically, Coke.
0: Like right.
1: Liquid cocaine, too. It sounds like not powder.
0: Is um, that a thing? Mm-hmm. No.
1: Yeah, that's what Sherlock Holmes injected. It was liquid co- t- cocaine. Whew. They didn't, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, um,
0: and now she's seeing a guy named Jim Lazarus, who is a wealthy art dealer.
1: Right. Although his business isn't doing awesome. We don't know then, that yet. Oh, that's true. And then Nick has a cousin who's a lawyer named Charles Weiss, who both George Challenger, Commander Challenger, and Charles Weiss, have been are rumored to be in love with Nick. But she's blown them off.
0: And, you know, we these books love a cousin love. So, of course... You're like, right. ah, she's going to end up with the cousin.
1: <laughs> and then... Um, and then on rinsing. the other side,
0: so Charles Weiss is on her mom's side and then on her dad's side, she has a cousin named Maggie.
1: Same last name, Buckley. Yeah. Buckley. And um, then there's the Crofts who
0: are a couple, an Australian couple that are renting like their bungalow on the property or whatever. And right. then there's the um, the... Uh, maid, chambermaid servant, Ellen, and her husband, there's the just, gardener.
1: Yeah. So apparently there's just the one servant, and Nick thinks it's funny because uh, Praro says, What about your household? And she's like, I don't have a household. I'm not that rich. I just have Ellen. Right. But that's, that's something. Right. And then her husband is apparently a gardener, but he sucks. And they have a kid who's 10, and we meet him once, and he's kind of a creepy kid. Yeah. So.
0: And so, this is in the backdrop of the news that's going on in the world right now is that there's this person who's trying to sail around the world.
1: Was it? Sail- no, it was flying. a no, no, no.
0: It was a seaplane. He was trying to do a seaplane from
1: right from some it's journey. Not the first time or the last time that Agatha Christie somehow brings the story of Charles Lindbergh in, or um, who's the woman who did disappear, um, um, Amelia Earhart because that was the thing at this time right so oh people, okay yeah and so later when we get to a murder on the or express that's a riff off of charles Lindbergh.
0: oh okay yeah so in, the, in this book it's called michael seaton but he's that character of like the adventurer. and so they're watching and the news to see if his plane has made it or not yeah
1: because he disappeared and so people are like oh he didn't make it he died Right. Um, pro- probably. So And so
0: basically when he meets her and he's like, Oh, her life is in danger. She was just almost shut out in front of us. And then he meets all these people in her life who are basically like, you know, club friends that she hangs out with, but it, they're so basically always like partying.
1: And so he says, you know, bring somebody down to stay with you. Who's not one of these club friends. And she was like, I could have asked my cousin, She's nice enough and she's very good works and she And he home. yeah,
0: he ma- she makes her sound like kind of churchy and boring.
1: And um when when uh, Hastings talks to the cousin later he basically says that um he was like I was trying to talk to her but she wasn't talking back at me. Yeah,
0: she wasn't like hitting the ball back kind of. He says something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's what he says, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and so yeah, so her escapes with death were the the shot that didn't happen in front of that he thought did a big picture over her bed that apparently tried to like fall on her a boulder near the beach that almost hit her and that the brakes of her car went out right Right.
1: so there was like all these things that he's like
0: and so she's like she when she tells him about it she's kind of making light of it like well I must be lucky because all these things happen to me and I'm fine And then he's like, but mademoiselle, you are in danger. And she's like, no, I'm fine.
1: And then um, they go into her house and she can't find the pistol that was her dad's in the house. And so she starts to act scared. And she's also, she does a a few things like, oh, I've been stressed and I haven't been sleeping well recently. Mm -hmm. Illusions, which looking back, we now know is her... um, like, trying to set the scene that she's secretly engaged to this Charles Lindbergh character, the Michael Seaton person, um, and that she's worried about him. My cat Sushi has the zoomies right now, so she's running around the living room
0: (laughs) for no apparent reason. I didn't know she ever got the zoomies.
1: Oh, yeah. She is just, she just jumped on a chair, and she's running out. By the way, speaking of getting zoomies, side note, Skylar who's sick now the twins are 16 months uh uh right when we go to bed he gets the zoomies and it's a game to put on his pajamas he'll just run around the nursery (laughs) laughing if you try to grab him to put on his pajamas he thinks it's hilarious now if you're the adult you would think he's 16 months it's not that hard to put pajamas on him he's much smaller than me (laughs) it is honestly exhausting he wiggles and he arches and he kicks and he thinks it's hilarious (laughs) and he's like 25 pounds and he's so strong oh my gosh you get like the thing over his head and then he gets down and runs around the room and then you get one arm (laughs) in and he runs around the room anyway he thinks it's hilarious i do too
0: he's not wrong that is hilarious
1: (laughs) We know usually only call talk about zoomies with cats and dogs, but Skylar definitely gets the Zoomies. Okay, I
0: need to see this on film. I need to get Skylar's Zoomies yeah. on film. That's okay, amazing. i am try
1: to get it tomorrow night. That's adorable. It's hilarious. But also at the end you're just like, I'm exhausted. <laughs> Why are you know, like
0: <laughs> that's okay. so cute. All right. So back to the book.
1: Back to the book. Yeah. So, sorry.
0: Um it all kind of comes to a head because so he she's like, yeah, I'll bring my boring, co- boring cousin because she he's like, bring someone to, that can like keep an eye on you. So she's like, OK, I'll invite my boring cousin. And then apparently it's I don't know if it was a special night or just because it's summer. Yeah. They're doing fireworks.
1: Yeah, but there was a was fireworks was a, party. A fireworks party that was happening. In and like Cornwall.
0: she's not putting off the fireworks she's just hosting a party to watch them so i don't know if it was just because summer or just because but they do fireworks and so she has like a dinner party and it's all those people we just talked about are there at the at the at the her house and plus Poirot and hastings and they're all outside watching the fireworks
1: and she did have other guests who came to the party But they weren't her close friends. They just came for part of the party. So so it's an
0: even bigger crowd than those people.
1: And they're watching the fireworks and they're starting to get cold because as we said their idea of warm summer uh, uh, in Cornwall night it will turn into windy and cold. So So it is like Oregon. Yeah, it is like Oregon. And uh, Nick says she's cold and then Maggie says she's cold. And they go inside um, to get... And and Nick was wearing a a really bright scarf. Oh, yeah. The setup
0: for this was that Nick had on a family heirloom, which was some sort of Asian um, shawl or wrap that her uncle brought back from travels abroad. So it was actually like a pattern that wasn't common to be seen in England. And they had all commented on it. So she's wearing a black dress. And there's this really... Distinguishable shawl.
1: And so Nick was like, I'm still cold. I need mo- something more. And then Freddie says, Hey, grab mine. And Maggie goes up too because she wants something too. And then um they keep watching the fireworks. And then a little while later, Pro and Hastings go and they find. Because Pro
0: was complaining. So, Bravo is just like oh my toes are soaking through with this cold I'm going to be sick Like, so he's complaining about the cold too and he wants to go see if the house has galoshes for him and Hastings is like no that's not the thing anymore you can't borrow galoshes but anyways so they're just going to go in because pra was cold but it was this whole yeah. like he's being a baby thing and right. then on so- their way in they see a person in the black dress and the and the remarkable Asian sh- uh, Stole or started. tall or whatever yeah. it is, um, slumped on the ground dead, and so they think that she's dead. and And then Praro is like, "Oh, I'm a failure. I was trying to c- prevent her from being killed, and here she is killed."
1: But then she comes down the stairs, and they realize it was Maggie. And the person who was killed, uh, Maggie, was shot three times. Yeah, so it was Maggie, heard-
0: not Nick, who was who was dead.
1: And um, they didn't hear the shots because. Um, uh, fireworks. Fireworks. Yeah. So, um, Pro Rose sends to, um, Nick to a nursing home, which is hilarious to me because, like, sending somebody who's like in their mid 20s to a nursing home, right? Because she had shock. I'm like, really? What? <laughs> um, and he's praying for this. <laughs> don't, um, like, don't let, no one's allowed to visit you because he's, you know, convinced that um, she's still in danger. uh, So we're not going to let anybody visit you. And then he figures out that we now know is planted, but that there was something else involved, which was she was engaged to this Michael Seton guy. And that's why she was so upset. Right. Um, And then, uh, and the reason they kept it secret is because he had a,
0: uh, woman-hating uncle. uncle.
1: Yeah, who said that uh, a woman would ruin his Yeah, career. so in
0: all of his interactions with Nick, he's always like, she's holding something back. Um, not something that she thinks is related to the murders or the attempted murder, but something else that she thinks is unrelated. So then he finally figures it out, and he's like, aha, Michael Seton, we just found out in the news that he died, and that's why she's upset, because she was secretly engaged to him and so he figures that out which was really all a planned by her none of that was true
1: right so while she's at the nursing home he investigates the crofts by getting uh fingerprints and oh, sending it right. to jap the He gets nowhere um he uh invest he uh, they look through all of her nick's stuff and they find love letters between michael and then um and it all it just says "darling," which later, of course, we know that it didn't. It wasn't for Nick, but um, but he references the will he made in there um, that right before he left on this trip, he wrote that he, everything of his would go to Magdala Buckley, which was Nick's real name, right? But also Maggie's real name,
0: right? So the twist is that so her nerdy churchy cousin that she thought was nerdy and churchy actually was engaged to this rich dude who was the adventurer flying around the world he had met Nick and briefly was interested in her but then when he met her cousin who she thought was no competition he actually was like instantly in love and was really into her so they've been engaged secretly because she he does have this woman hating uncle and she was confiding in her cousin about the fact yeah, that they so were Nick engaged knew. Yeah, yeah, because Maggie and was it confiding in Nick, but they both have the same name, Magdala Buckley. Yeah, and then so when she, when Nick finds out that he's left his fortune to her, and his uncle dies, woman-hating which, uncle dies,
1: which with ha was apparently the second richest man in England, like super rich. So then that's when Nick comes up with this plan. Because she desperately wants to keep this house in Cornwall and, like, fix it up. So. I don't
0: understand that. Because she doesn't even live there most of the time. So when they, like, when they made it a plot device to be, like, that she's fanatical about the house, I'm like, is she?
1: Yeah. Because
0: but, she doesn't even live there most of the time.
1: Yeah, because it's, you know, far away from London. So people only come there during the summer. Yeah.
0: But maybe, maybe you can still be fanatical about a part-time place. Yeah. So, anyways, anyways yeah. So she had basically, if she kills her cousin, cause, because the cousin and Michael Seaton were secret engaged, and his will was informal and didn't give like her address or anything. If she kills the cousin, then his will will go to Magdalena Buckley, and it'll be her. And right. because her cousin was kind of churchy and boring no one will assume it was a cousin right so her plan is to kill my cousin and then reap in this fortune
1: right but do it in this roundabout way that yeah by pretending
0: that that i was under parable that people were trying to kill me and then she got killed by mistake because she was wearing my
1: shawl right and let's see what else there's some drama okay so there's the will drama so apparently nick wrote a will um like six months ago right before she was going to get appendicitis surgery and the people who were renting from her were like you should write a will and then they said that they put it in the mail to send to her cousin the lawyer so they go to the cousin the lawyer and they're like could we see the will and he's like what will so somebody is lying dun 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 um (laughs) And then while they're doing all this outside investigation and Nick is supposed to be safe in the nursing home, she eats a chocolate that apparently is half full of liquid cocaine, which don't you think you would notice the flavor? I'm just saying.
0: I've never, I've never eaten liquid cocaine or. (laughs) So I have no idea if there's a flavor to it. Fair enough.
1: But it wouldn't taste like chocolate. I mean, I'm just saying.
0: I mean, the fillings can be funny flavored.
1: Fair,
0: yeah. I don't. I don't know what liquid. Co- I mean, but we now know like. that it was
1: a setup that Nick did it to herself. But right, anyway, and then she then- did
0: cocaine recreationally, so she wouldn't mind the flavor.
1: Right. So, but then Peraro's freaking out because he's like, "I told you not to eat anything. I told you not to take anything." And she's like, "But the card said it was from you." Um. So you know, again, she set this all up. So right. So then. Um, and but he knows he has figured out that Freddie takes cocaine, so he's like, well, maybe Freddie did it. Um, Proo says that. So then um, he have makes the doctor and Nick agree to have Nick die, but you know, pretend to die. So okay, um, right.
0: So what what Portia is saying is that to pull the murderer out, they decide to announce to the world. That she's dead. That she died in the nursing home. That, you know, the, the poisoning attempt got her. To see what happens. Because they think there's something going on with the will. And I think he just kind of, like, folded and was like, I don't have any other moves. So, let's say right. she's dead and see what happens. Right. And so Which was they kind of like a cop-out.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: So he's but- like, he lets it be known that she's dead and doesn't tell anybody that it's fake. And then they do like a dinner party at the house. Of, like, everybody but the the dead lady.
1: No, no, the will appears. Because right after she's dead, the will gets in the mail to the lawyer. uh, So magically appears once she's dead. Oh, that's why they
0: did the dinner party. It was to do the will reading.
1: Right. So they do a weird dinner party at this house. And then the will reading suddenly says that all of her money is going to the Crofts. Which is the couple,
0: the older Australian couple that's renting their, like, cottage on the land. And there's something, some reference in the will about like for Mrs. Croft because the way she helped my father when he was in Australia,
1: and she's being all coy and like, I don't know, I'm not gonna say um, what I did, but I'm just gonna let scandals lie. But then Inspector Japp shows up and says, "You're forger. That's not what she wrote." Um, right.
0: And she's a famous forger that they've been looking for in Australia, but she really did. So she was in a wheelchair or was um, had some sort of disability and that was real. So she had been in an accident after being a wanted forger, but had been in an accident. So like they went on the lam and were staying over here. And then when they had this, you know, we're in contact with this woman with her big fancy house, they were like, let's scam her too.
1: Right. So and that point, they didn't even know because at the beginning, when they wrote it, she was broke because they didn't know about this other drama. Um, oh, but I forgot to say that they had a séance right after their will reading, which was stupid. Um, and then during the séance, yes, yeah, at Nick... this,
0: so she, when she's fake dead, they they read the will and then they do a a fake séance,
1: and and she appears, and then the Crofts are like, ah, it was a joke, just kidding, ah. And it's like, yeah, yeah. And that's funny
0: because Praro doesn't tell Hastings that like, he's going to like have a major role. He's like, Hastings is going into a trance. And Hastings is like, (laughs) apparently I'm going into a trance.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Praro doesn't tell Hastings shit. Um, Okay. So for those of you following at home, I'm going to get up and get more wine. She's going to get up and get more wine. (laughs) Last time I did this, then she was so distracted, she forgot what she was talking about.
0: That's definitely going to happen. Although, right <laughs> now, I can look at Sushi, the cat, who's looking out the window.
1: Right. So, she's probably just as interesting as looking at me.
0: <laughs> so, they do this fake seance, and then, you know, Nick pops out, not actually dead, and Mrs. Croft is like, just kidding! Sorry, I faked a will in my favor from you. And and then, so they take her to Forger Jail.
1: <laughs> is that different from other kinds of jail? <laughs> uh so yes. thinking about trying to take my seat. You cannot take my seat. <laughs> I see you thinking about it.
0: It's probably nice and warm.
1: Yeah. i have been there should...
0: in that in the statement shawl, warming it up. <laughs>
1: she does it all the time in my work chair. I'll get up to go to the bathroom and... Come back to get work, and she'll be like, "But it was warm here." Oh, working, working from home, you oh. know, online teaching.
0: Oh, boy, okay. okay. So, um, so Nick comes up and is like, ha, I'm not dead." And Mrs. Croft is like, "Oh, just kidding. I didn't forge." And then she goes to forge jail, and then
1: randomly, um, somebody gets shot.
0: Bro- oh man! Okay, that is randomly. So then this it's like other thing happens up. where like someone gets shot outside, and you're like, "Wait, what?
1: Right? Yeah, you're like, "Wait, I have to go back because we were in the middle of resting the crops and then Freddie has gotten shot. Right. But is Freddie shot?: Oh, yeah, Freddie was really shot like in the arm.
0: Okay. Yeah, and so and then- it turns out that basically Freddie's husband, her estranged husband, has been stalking her. And that and, and that's why Hastings at some point had seen like a creepy face outside the window because this man has been like stalking, and so the husband ends up also shot. No, he shoots himself. Oh, he shoot. Okay, so he shot himself, and like before he died, he was like
1: I'm weird, so sorry.
0: weird codependent things, but
1: right. <laughs> Right. I've been and I've been following Al-Anon, you and getting
0: Al Anon material for a decade. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: He just says a bunch of stuff that's fucked and up. And are like, And wow. then he dies. He's like, I'm sorry I was stalking you and I'm sorry I for the I addiction and the pain me. and all the things. Bleh.
1: Right. And so yeah, seriously get a therapist and go to Al Anon.
0: Um, um <laughs> Yeah. So basically He's the missing piece. So at some point in this process, Praro had made a list of like all of these characters and he had gotten a through, through A J. through J. And J was a blank. So it turns out that this missing ex-husband was J because he was like a piece to the puzzle that didn't make sense because there was like an energy around that we couldn't find because we didn't know about him. But he was the he was the, you know, he was literally in the shadows. Right. So once and that then- happens, he's like, aha! That is letter J
1: so but then we're all like oh so it was this crazy guy from the outside the whole time which would have been a cop out if that had been the solution to the whole thing like, and then the, and
0: know. then he does this this setup where he's like so oh because nick is like hey let's just uh let's just call it cool let's just act like nothing happened and just like let it cut let it let it all lie oh yeah
1: and, and he's like goes around the room yeah. paula was like
0: does everyone agree and then most people say yes, except for Charles, Charles. Weiss, the cousin, who's a stand-up, lawyer-y kind of guy.
1: Actually a lawyer, but yes.
0: <laughs> also um, lawyer-y. And a right. lawyer. But he's just he's like, like, that like, is laws. wrong.
1: Yeah, laws.
0: Um, and then, but that's when Praro calls out Nick. Right. He's like, yes. we can't let it lie because you're the killer.
1: And then, right after that, is the weirdest thing where she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Freddie, can I have your wristwatch?
0: And then, okay, so Inspector Jap pops out of a curtain, like his old homie Jap. Mm-hmm. I was like, ha ah, ha, the Crofts are master criminals, and then, ha ha, <laughs> <laughs> Nick the is murderer. Extra-
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so. But where, what the hell was he doing when there was a man outside with a gun? Right, there's,
0: right. that doesn't make any sense. But so Inspector Japp is popping out and, and then Praro starts to tell the story of how Nick is the killer. But before he tells the story, when he just calls her out, she's like, Freddie, give me your watch. And clearly it's like not even subtle that that's clearly where they keep the drugs is in the watch. And Freddie's like, okay. Right. And then they arrest her and the rest of the big reveal goes on with her not in the room. Right, right. And so yeah. she's got Freddie's yeah, but- watch and then Praro explains how he, in all of these circumstances from the beginning, he'd always thought that the other person was lying because a lot of the stories didn't line up and he was always like, well, the other person is lying. But if he just was like, wait, Nick might be the one who's lying. It actually made a lot more sense.
1: And then, you know, uh, They talk about how the Jim Lazarus, who is really likes Freddie now, at first was attracted to Nick and then dropped her.
0: Right. And And then she was dating Michael Seaton. And then he dropped her and started dating her churchy cousin.
1: Yeah. And so So she's
0: she's clearly and they've always described her as a beautiful woman. So she's clearly got a thing that like it allures people at first, but maybe she has less charm or less like staying whatever it is to keep people interested in her because she's a psychopathic killer and made it all
1: right and there was something about how she talked she and her grandfather who was called old nick and she was called young nick got along really well and he was he He was evil (laughs) he was evil and so she was evil how many different vessels do you have in front of you? I have now seen a water glass, a wine glass, and what looks like a mug.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have a <laughs> mug of tea, water, wine, and this has uh, used to have grapes in it, but I ate all the grapes. But it's another, See? it's another vessel. It looks like a mug. It's another mug. So, um, yeah, all the mugs. Every every all- vessel.
1: All of the, all of the drinking vessels in front of Amanda. Okay. <laughs> I just got distracted there. Cause I was like, I have a water and wine, but water, wine, and tea. I like that. <laughs> I mean, it's a- the
0: kitchen is far and you know, you have to do your getting up <laughs> announcements. I'm not even ready for that. So I just haven't just prepared. I'm just, I'm just set here. With I all I of my things. About
1: that. Maybe next time I'll have water, wine, and tea. I like it. <laughs> uh, okay. So, um,
0: Right, so Nick is evil, and basically they they make the premise of the murders that she's one, obsessed with this house, that she actually this house that's like falling apart and underwater in the loan, that she really wants to I don't know, back, kill people to woman. invest in the house?
1: Right, right. But also I think she, she was basically setting up Freddie to be the um,
0: Right. She was definitely... She was setting up Freddie, so she hates her best friend
1: and wants her to jealous. go down
0: for this murder. And then, because Michael Seton was heir to this like second richest person in England, money, she was about to be super rich.
1: Right. So she was jealous and hated her cousin and, he and had her, her best, best friend. Dad. Um, And apparently men got turned off by her and oh and we forgot to say that George uh, he had a weird last name Challenger right what was it
0: uh, Challenger yeah
1: that he was the drug dealer oh, We said <laughs> right. that at the
0: very beginning <laughs> he was the drug dealer right so this stand up guy who actually is interested in her is a is a drug dealer
1: and so like was he actually interested in her? I couldn't tell if, because I know they said at the beginning, he was like super upset when they thought it was Nick who was dead. Um, but was that, was he actually in love with her or was it some other things? Cause when they do the reveal of him as a drug dealer at the end, they never say whether or not he was actually in love with her.
0: Right that's true so and and i think we're supposed to be made to doubt his integrity or whatever because of him being a drug dealer
1: right and so when hastings like i can tell he's a stand-up guy and faro's like well if you like him that much he must be crooked and then he turns out to be <laughs> crooked um but um it is so then we get to the again george doesn't get arrested Proro says surrender right,
0: or right. So Praro to this guy who's this drug dealer, and mean meanwhile the plot with Freddie is that like she was hooked on drugs when she was with her husband, but like she's getting clean now, and like drugs have kind of ruined her life. George basically hangs out with them and is their supplier, but when Proro calls him out, he's like, "You better you better go now. or I'm going to tell the police." So like George takes off, and I was like why, why did you give him a minute to get away?
1: Right. Like why? And then, yeah.
0: And you know, in the last book we were talking about how maybe she'd grown because she didn't have to kill the murderer. But in this one, we're back to yep. killing the murderer. So it's like, right. um Nick is yeah, like, Nick took- give me your watch. And Freddie's like, okay. And then when, when they're doing the big reveal or the big explain, you know, what happened, they go with like, well, she got the watch, so she's going to have taken her own life, and is like, it is for the best. This is the best solution. There's no other way this should have gone, but there's a long justification from Praro about how her killing herself is definitely the best answer, and then again, Charles Weiss is like, that's fucked up, y'all. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> right. And yeah. then is sort of like, he doesn't get it. He thinks it's fucked up for killers to kill themselves, but we know we're saving the, the crown money
1: yeah that's what we're worried about is saving
0: (laughs) well he doesn't say the crown money but i'm just like why do you want the killers to kill themselves every time so it's like it was back to that and the other thing that i thought it was back to compared to the last book where we were kind of like seeing things in a little bit more nuance is that like he keeps referring to ellen's class like well ellen was excited by the death but maybe that was just because of her her, you know, her class, people of her class and like, so there was a lot of reinforcement of class stereotypes and right. then and and that the, yeah. the murderers should always commit suicide.
1: Right. Um, but again, maybe it, we're back to that because we're back to Hastings. Right. right. And, and it was Prober. Murder- Prober.
0: was pushing a lot of that, he should kill himself stuff.
1: Right. Not that part, but the women uh, but people of her class is that because Hastings is back? I can't remember if that was Paro
0: or not. No, Paro said it too. Like, oh, well, maybe she thought that, like, maybe that was suspicious, or maybe that's just of her cast. And I just, uh, again, there, it didn't seem like a comment on it. It seemed like the comment.
1: Right. Yeah. It wasn't right, a comment yeah. on the comment. Yeah. Pair. So I was
0: like, interesting, because it, it had yeah. such a different perspective on that from the last book.
1: Right, because, yeah. I, so it's interesting because she, uh, did her publishers tell her Paro's super popular?
0: Go back to that.
1: Go back to that.
0: Right. Was there pressure? Yeah, because it just, it seemed like, in terms of like the mood of it, like, where it's like, okay, so when we go to themes, there's this these party people with active drug use, they're talking about cocaine, they're talking about day drinking, like, it's, there's no puritanical in it at all. Like, it's very, I guess, modern, if you're, if that's what you're considering, modern you know is partying well, and drugs yeah. but then the like some of that stuff that seemed more modern in the Ms. marple one in terms of more nuanced stuff seemed back to like well this is how servants are and this is how people right. i mean he does kind of say that hastings is classism is off and like that was the whole thing with Commander Challenger. Is that like, oh, you think he's a great guy, but that's just because he has these like surface things. But besides that, the fact that like he keeps talking about Ellen being of her cast, or class. I always makes those two. Um, and then the killing the murderers. <laughs> why do we always kill the murderers?
1: Well, I mean, and this is why I'm wondering if this was her publishers going, you know what worked before? Go back
0: to the formula.
1: I go back to the formula, um, because the murder itself, like the plot itself, was pretty cool. Like it was pretty. Um, it, uh, um,
0: no, it was ingenious because, like, yeah, like it's, You feel like that Praro inserts himself into this, but turns out that the woman ropes him in. But she does it so right. passive aggressively that he doesn't know he's being roped in and he's like like he thinks he's inserting himself when really it was her idea. So it's like super nuanced the way it happens, and then she's faking these murder attempts on herself and pretending not right. to care about that. Like it's it's very complex the plot. And you don't you never look at her as a suspect because she's the victim or she's supposed to be.
1: Right. And so this goes to this theme about women and what they're capable of. We've definitely had young, beautiful women be the murderer before. Um, And so, like, that's definitely, we're back to this. And, of course, Hastings still does the whole thing of, like, a woman couldn't have done all that during the whole thing. Like, he keeps saying, a woman couldn't have done that when they talk about different possibilities.
0: But Right, when like the brakes on the car, they couldn't be a woman.
1: Right. Moving the boulder couldn't be a woman. Um but also he doesn't do as much well, I suppose did he does he ever say she couldn't do it because she was young and beautiful? Because he had done that before. Um so there was definitely some of this question about women and what they're capable of. Um I was trying to think about why this is not one of my favorites. Because if we're going to the Porsche scale, why don't I like it? Why don't I like to reread this one?
0: I mean, I don't, I can't speak for you, but I think there isn't a likable character. Like, right? Like the person we're closest to turns out to be the bad guy freddie's cool but she's like cool in recovery so she's like getting to be cool but she's mostly you know for the most of it she's kind of aloof and vacant because she's in recovery she's not in recovery yet right, and then and she's
1: being blackmailed by her right by she's her got husband. like her ex haunting
0: her she's she's got a lot going on
1: right the
0: person we like the most turns out to be the bad guy and then well proro gets think- duped Provo doesn't get to do his smarty pants thing because he's
1: yeah he's been fooled and honestly I like
0: it. i think that hastings makes such a comeback in this one because like a lot of times he's right when there's a, so the the newspaper at some point they see in her house in nick's house is folded open to an article about Praro vacationing there saying that he's there and then Hastings is like oh look at that she was looking at the article with your name in it she sees that you're here and he was like no because she, she said she was looking at the tide tables and she didn't know who I was and clearly Hastings was right like she was she did see that article about Farah being there and that's why she did this whole setup of the fake right. bullet but Prawo didn't buy it so in a lot of times in, in this one Hastings observations are correct except for his character judgments
1: right and literally uh nick calls him dr watson yeah and prarow calls hastings his loyal dog
0: it's just so rude when he calls him that
1: and i was but i mean to be fair it was a scene where prarow's like i want to sit and think for a while and hastings is like i'll stay with <sighs> you and H- and is like I'm just going to be sitting and thinking. It's going to be super boring. And he sings, like, no, I'll be here with you. And then he falls asleep and he's super uncomfortable. Because <laughs> exactly. It, it was a really dumb moment. Right. But so, I but I
0: agree with you that, like, when it comes to, like, why would this be lower? I just, it's hard to find a person that you're connecting with or, like, a storyline that you're, like, hoping for. And even well, with the I, big happy moment at the end, it's like, you know, the woman who's getting it. Oh, his husband is now dead, finally. Yay. But she's also shot. She's getting over her drug problem. And, like, yeah, there was no happiness. So you and
1: I have exes that may have had substance issues. And if they were suddenly dead, even if I think I would be sad. Yeah, it's not like, Like, oh,
0: good, super happy dead ex time
1: right that would it's mean, not like, it's
0: not tragic. like woo. it's just so like tragic. oh this is another layer to the tragedy
1: right there's a lot of tragedy. it's harder to him. hate
0: someone who's dead
1: right right or even um, to be aloof
0: to them right like it's harder to right. like have like to file someone under the worst if they're dead
1: right um
0: and then Um, I mean, I think in her case, she felt relief because he was stalking her. And so I think in her case, she was like, okay, I can move on.
1: So they painted
0: it as a relief, but it's not easy because, yeah, this was the person she was married to.
1: And obviously she, the reason he was back blackmailing her is she kept on giving him money because, you know, if you're in that situation and you're like helping the person out because so yeah, it's tragic. It's not happy. But the other thing I think...
0: Yeah, is, and that was rough to, for me to read because he was like, he kept coming to her for money and saying, if you don't give it to me, I'm going to kill myself. And that was a thing that happened in my life. So it's just like, oh, you know, like...
1: Yeah. It, it was, that exactly. was rough. It
0: wasn't, yeah, it was rough.
1: So it was tragic. And then, but also I think the reason why I don't like this one as much is because the person who was murdered was an innocent nice person. She
0: literally was the nicest person in the book. There was nothing wrong with her and this was like such a Cinderella story. She's a simple churchy or whatever just like good-hearted person who this millionaire guy fell in love with
1: and she was going to have such a great life, but then her dumbass cousin, well first well he died. Her cousin didn't kill him. Okay, well, no,
0: I mean, she didn't kill him, but like, if if she wasn't going to marry him and have happy ever after, now all of a sudden she's going to be like the second richest person in England and have a different adventure.
1: True. So yeah, so she her she lost the man she loved, and then she was shot because her cousin was evil, and that was just like, I I think there's something interesting about when because a lot of these stories we don't get involved until after the person is dead. Or in the case of the last one, the the first Miss Marple one, everyone hated him. Right. And everyone wanted to kill him. So when he died, it's like, oh, good. <laughs> but here was a young, nice girl who was killed. Even
0: her cousin that killed her, who like was kind of talking shit about her, was just sort of like, she's just so...
1: She could said good works. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, she's just
0: a good person and she's boring and a good person. Like, so there wasn't even something to complain about there.
1: And so I think that's why, because there's some Agatha Christie books that I love to reread. They give me a lot of pleasure. Um, solving of the crime is, gives a lot of satisfaction. It's, there's just a lot of like neat satisfaction, but this one I don't feel like that young lady's life was avenged by the end of the story. Her cousin gets to go take a drug overdose and die. And honestly,
0: that's kind of how I feel. And I don't know that's just a cultural thing. Because like, to me, it feels like the easy way out when she kills herself. You're like, no, I want her to have to face this. I want her to have to sit and have the trial. And I don't know if that's really better, but... I think from the way that we're acculturated right now, it's sort of like the the thing is that you should have to sit there and listen to what you've done and be reckoned for it. And I don't know if that's actually good or bad, but the fact that she's just like killed herself and then they kind of reinforce. are like, oh, yes, it's much, much better that she's killed herself.
1: Yeah, but how does that solve... You know, because uh, often in Agatha Christie books, she makes it so there is a romance at the end that's like a happy romance. But as you said, like Freddie and Jim can now okay. marry at the end.
0: But I found a secret happy romance. Yeah. So a random, um, sort of red herring throughout the book is that there's a portrait of Nick's grandfather that's in the house, and at some point. Lazarus what's his name Jim Lazarus Lazarus offers her 50 pounds for it and she went and got it appraised and whatever independent appraisal said it was only worth 20 pounds so the whole time Praro is like what's going on there that's fishy and so after it all comes together and we find out that Nick's the killer and all the things he finally asked Jim Lazarus and he's like why did you offer her 50 pounds for that if it was only worth 20 pounds? And he said, because he's an art dealer, and he said, because I knew that she'd get it appraised, find out it was only worth 20 pounds, and then know that I tend to over, you know, buy at a higher price. Because that other painting on that other wall, and he said something crazy like was worth like 5,000 pounds. He said a huge number like that. And so then knowing this, Nick's will goes to Freddie. Yeah, and so that five thousand oh. dollar pound painting will go to Freddie. I mean the the rich guy's money doesn't go to her because she's not the right Magdala, so that'll probably go right. to Maggie's parents.
1: Right, which is good because they seem like very nice people. Right,
0: they're you know, Scottish or whatever. That's great, but <laughs> but like that way. If she gets, if Freddie gets that, then they're going to have this like ridiculously high painting, and then they're going to be fine. Yeah, they'll sell so in the second house. reading, I was like, okay, secret happy ending.
1: Yeah, and they'll sell that house, which apparently is an evil house. They'll tear it down. And oh, the house was
0: left to Charles.
1: Sorry. Oh, that's a good point.
0: So who gets um, the painting? Now I'm into who, this part. I, I, want think, the, I want the reunion you're right. special.
1: You're right. Who got Um, the painting? (laughs) You're right. Freddie should get all the stuff so she would get the painting.
0: And Charles just gets the house itself.
1: And he should sell the land and then a developer should come in and put a lot of little cottages that people like to rent when they go to the beach.
0: There it is. There you go. Bam. Bam.
1: But so this is... It doesn't feel that happy. It just doesn't feel that happy. And it's just the whole thing, it kind of reminds me, like, you know, what we were talking about when we did all of the um, uh, Tommy and Tuppence little mysteries in that, you know, um, and it was, like, cool mystery, cool spy, cool mystery, and then there was a, the sad one where the husband killed his wife. Yeah. And we were, like, it was just sad. Yeah. And every once in a while... Agatha Christie does something, and I'm like, murder is actually, and death is actually very sad.
0: Why are you reminding me that death sucks? (laughs) (laughs) It's supposed to be lighthearted.
1: When I am, you know, watching or reading or listening to a British murder mystery to escape from the shit show of out there in life right now, I want it to be soothing and satisfying. And this one isn't soothing.
0: It's a lot to ask of Agatha Christie to carry our election feelings, but sure,
1: <laughs> COVID, yeah, and all election things. feelings, all the things, and yes, she's supposed to back in nineteen
0: thirty-two to, to soothe that, and not only soothe that, but soothe it through violence. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, but but only it has to be the right kind of violence.
0: Right, but I agree there's something about the mood of this one that just doesn't make you want to reread it. Like, I reread it, you know, to record with you, but I I didn't enjoy necessarily rereading it like I do some of them. Yeah, because even yeah. sometimes, like even the ones where the narrator is the actual bad guy, is still more fun to reread for some reason.
1: Right, because like um, I guess it just has a darker. It's just dark.
0: Yeah. Okay, so yeah. all that, what is your Porsche score? On the Porsche scale.
1: So my Porsche squ- scale is probably going to be like a six.
0: Mm. That might be yeah. a, a new low. No, you know, not the big four. The big four is <laughs> so bad. <laughs> 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 this is actually a better book than the big four. Way better. It's just, well, It's, it's mood. got a great
1: plot. I right. mean, no, its said, mood, is, murder, it's, it's
0: mood is dark. The Big right, four is a yeah. terrible plot,
1: yeah. So the plot is good, it's just dark, which is why my score is so low. But pl- props for the plot, yeah, totally, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm uh, so my that's why my score is totally arbitrary and subjective. It's because- literally
0: called the Porsche score, like you can just it's it's for you. So it, you don't have to explain anything. There's no objective to it. It's literally you and your feelings Just, about this book.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Okay. Fair.
0: All right. So, so this is a Porsche score of six.
1: Yeah.
0: I get it. I get why you said that. That's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a rough one. All right. So our next book, wait, we were in 1932 for this
1: one. 31 I just looked again it's 31 okay so the next one is the Citiford mystery which I do like
0: well I haven't read that one you know I, I read ahead a little bit but I have not read that one yet so I have to like yeah look in and my... it
1: switches uh because this one is set the the one we just read was set in summer on the coast in the beach where people are like lying out on the beach and being like hey it's beautiful summer this next one is set in snow, 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 with like snow is like a character interesting,
0: so, okay
1: um, and yeah, this one I do find satisfying and also a good mystery, so um
0: looking forward to it
1: yeah, so I think that uh, this one it's funny, like I think i I
0: Maybe we it's also not a... fun to see Praro tricked so long.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because you want to have an omniscient, amazing. I mean, it's kind of the reason you watch Bond films, right? Is that Bond is supposed to be mostly um, indestructible. And right. So, in And, we, and we... we
0: have those characters that are fallible that we like, kind of grow with them. But he's not one of them. Praro, we expect to know things.
1: Right. We, we want, it's reassuring to have this infallible guy who can always figure out. It took him a really out. long
0: time to get there.
1: Right. Right. And the fact that she tricked him so he was so proud of himself after thinking all night uh, about the trick of her pretend engagement but that was all set up.
0: Right. Yeah, because so, he figured out her engagement but actually that was just what she wanted him to figure out. It was all fake. All of that was an act. And so you're like, you're not that great at reading people because all you read was her act.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. So,
0: but I, I would say I did like the fact that like Hastings had more of a backbone. There's a couple of times when like Praro was like hinting at something and Hastings as a narrator is like, I knew he wanted me to ask that what he, what he just sent in that telegram. So I did not ask. (laughs) (laughs) Right. He definitely like. I think, like, Hastings, one, was not as abused. He was called a dog, but generally he wasn't treated as crappy. And he was right a lot of the time. He was like, if it was open to the page with your name on it, maybe she knows who you are. And he's like, no, she doesn't know who I am.
1: And he didn't do, maybe because he didn't accuse Nick till the very end. Because (coughs) in um, the earlier... um, uh, story the one where he met his wife he kept on saying she couldn't do it she's beautiful which yeah. made Hastings seem really dumb
0: no the only but the only thing he did like that was with commander challenger where he was like he's my kind of guy and then he turns out to be right. a drug dealer <laughs> right right yeah, but it was almost Perot- like Perot took on more of that like she couldn't do it she's a pretty lady
1: right why did Perot let Challenger, go free. I don't get that. Why wouldn't you just arrest the drug dealer? <laughs> I Like, that doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, it didn't make any sense. We have to arrest the forger, kill the murderer, and let the drug dealer go free.
1: What? What, what yeah. are the ethics
0: I'm, here? Can we have a grand rounds? So... So, can we talk about <laughs> like, where we Christ. are on ethics?
1: Yeah, like, where, who's... Yeah, Row as judge and jury is kind of an interesting... Yeah, because what he thinks is bad and what he... I mean, did he let And him again, go not leave? that
0: I think that people should go necessarily to, to jail on drug charges, but the way they're painted in this book is that drugs have ruined this woman's life. they ruined... Like, her husband is addicted. She's had to get off of it. Like, it's been a struggle that having this, this drug dealer in her has life a, hasn't been a positive.
1: And this guy had... We didn't talk about this, but he has a uncle. who's a doctor in the city. And they've got the business going where he gets the supply from his uncle and then he supplies it to people. Right. And yeah, they definitely painted. Uh, yeah. I mean, because going to the history of drugs in the United States and drug dealers, people who have no choice but to sell. No, these are drugs. These are rich this people was drugs. A, these are rich people drugs and a rich asshole who's getting other rich people um, addicted or so, again,
0: like we've talked about, not even rich but high class. So right. they, they're at these parties and they're keeping up with the Joneses and they're doing the drugs and then they're getting broke because they're on the drugs and they're making bad decisions because right. they're on the drugs. But they don't actually have money. They're just of right. that high class. Yeah. So, yeah, um, so he, he goes free. The murderer should kill herself. And, and we should and, all feel glad about that.
1: And then the forger gets arrested because it's okay if she goes to prison.
0: Right, like, why didn't she get to go free just for being a forger?
1: Right, because she's a woman and she's a she's disabled. She was in a car accident. Why shouldn't she go free? Where I think you're that? right. I
0: think that the ethical lines are very confusing.
1: Yeah, um, but that yeah, it's just no satisfaction in this book. You you know, you just want the satisfaction, and um, so one of the first um, praros that. David Suchet played. Um, is that the Dark you know, hard the, guy
0: that we always think of?
1: Right, right. Who did it for like 25 years. He played Poirot for 25 years. He made a movie of this in 1990. So like, I suppose yeah, 30 years ago. Oh yeah, that's the,
0: yeah, the 1990s the series with the fonts and the, like the 1990 does 1930s Art Deco is amazing. <laughs>
1: so um so i think i've seen this one yeah of course the the not recently but the audio book and i did a combination when i reread the book i did a combination of reading my paper copy which i'm now holding up for the listening audience who can't see it Um, (laughs) but i did a combination of listening and rereading the book but Mm -hmm. the guy who reads the book is the guy who plays fraser in those david Suchet. um you know tv series so it's kind of cool did you know that Fraser making a faith? yeah his name da- oh plays hastings his oh. real name is hugh Fraser. sorry I was like his name is oh hugh yeah frazier. his name
0: is and hugh frazier yeah 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 no but he plays hastings no i didn't realize that is that why i recognize his voice a little bit because i've yeah, seen those ones from the 90s plays hastings he's the
1: guy who plays oh hastings, that's
0: awesome know. so hastings is actually narrating it and then i see yeah him. Oh, okay that's awesome
1: I wanted it's to rewatch easy. that
0: movie before recording tonight, but life.
1: Yeah, but also like maybe not because it's kind of dark and sad.
0: It is dark and sad. And it's interesting because the from what I remember of the visuals of it and the way it's described, it almost sounds like the landscape of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. It's like this house right. on a cliff. So then I wanted to have this upbeat comedic mm-hmm, thing because mm-hmm. there's like, you know, there's basically a con going on right it's a con in a rich area and all these things and i want it to be more comedic and more light like dirty rotten scoundrels and then it is not
1: it's super sad yeah <laughs>
0: super sad and dark
1: yeah all right yeah. we did it so next
0: week say it again the name of the one we're reading next week the
1: citiford citiford citiford
0: the citiford mysteries
1: Yes, mystery. Mystery. Read.
0: The Cedarford mystery. All right. Well, I have to track that down in audio somewhere. If not, I have to take enough of someone's riddle in to sit down and read it. Just kidding. <laughs> I can sit down and read a book. I used to do that. <laughs> I'm just so used to now like audio reading while I multitask. Like I'm biking to right. work. I'm doing the dishes. You know, like I just I'm like sit and read with my eyeballs. What else would I be doing? <laughs> yeah it is nice especially am i in spin class how is this happening (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what a spin class (laughs) you know what i'm saying it's just that is spin
1: class even legal right now
0: well Well, in in my neighborhood they have one outdoors which just seems like guys just go on a bike ride (laughs) you're literally in the parking lot outdoors (laughs) on a non-mobile bike like i'm biking by you on my moving (laughs) bike this is so meta. Are
1: you kidding! They have an outdoor spin class. It's
0: like just go, like just. It's like you want to like. You could do the cartoon where it like the spin bike breaks free from its stand and just goes. Right. Seriously,
1: that's <laughs> hilarious. I mean, because I was gonna say that a spin class is a bunch of people sweating and breathing hard in a room, so that is definitely a bad. That sounds super that illegal. Right. Um, but they have it outside. That's so funny. And I have,
0: even pre-COVID, I have this whole, like, post-existential, no, not post, just existential, Was um, <laughs> post, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I wish it was post. But, like, where it's, like, gyms in general make me feel like you're picking up thing. You're doing work that doesn't need to be done when there are things right. that need to be picked up and put down. And then, like... <laughs> You're walking on a tread. You're walking to a place that doesn't need to be walked to. You're on a treadmill to literally walk nowhere. When there are places that people need to go, like you drove right. here to walk to nowhere or right. to run to nowhere, and then like the same yeah, thing with the I- spin bike, where it's like you drove here to exercise to nowhere, where you could have just exercised. Okay, it's fine. But like anyway, so my I I spiral into this existential, into Greta, into like what is the footprint of us exercising for no reason when we just exercise for a re anyways i'm sorry
1: well and i wonder post covid like will gyms be as popular because gross now <laughs> will we you know now be like you know what i could just exercise by doing a thing right i so- could just
0: pick up my groceries and put them down I could just walk to the grocery store and then walk back or bike there or whatever. I don't know. I'm, I'm being very, I'm sure there's a lot of reasons that people need those things, but.
1: Right. Right. But yeah, so it's will be interesting to see when we're allowed, when people are allowed, because I haven't been in the gym in uh, 20 years, but
0: when <laughs> was not are, COVID, it wasn't COVID that did that to you.
1: No, it was not COVID, but when gyms are allowed, will people go back? That's going to be interesting. But okay, so next, next episode, The Cina Ford Mystery, and now that we are back into winter, because it's suddenly gotten cold here, I don't know about there, um, yes. but uh, now um, sa- um, we will not be spending our time outside hanging out with people, um, because it's going to be cold and rainy and blah. So we're back to doing inside stuff, so we're probably going to record more often.
0: Right. We will imagine. be up on our episodes.
1: Because we were really busy in the spring, and then the summer we kind of dropped off. Right. So, um, but, uh, yeah. But uh, for, I don't know how many fans we have, apparently the last episode had 56 people listen to it, so.
0: I think 50 of those were me. (laughs) 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 We might have had six people listening.
1: (laughs) Oh, good. Oh, good. Why? Why? Did you listen to us fifty times?
0: Well, sometimes I go back to see how the recording came out, and then you know to think about what we need to say for the next one, and to think how much wine I shouldn't drink the next time. All those things. Sometimes I listen <laughs> back.
1: <laughs> so this—that's why you had three vessels, because you had. exactly and this is my
0: granted it was a heavy port but i've been on the same glass of wine this whole time because i'm spreading it out i'm not trying to sound two
1: two two-thirds of your drinks are non-alcoholic they're water and tea i like
0: i like the way you portioned that out it's true that's true i'm two-thirds non-alcoholic
1: yeah yeah Yeah. so that's good well um so a good episode Um, we did have some giggles but not as many giggles related to the book itself because I mean it was, wasn't a giggly book. It was not a giggly book. Right? Yeah, it was not. Ugh. Yeah, it's not high on my list. So
0: But yeah. in its favor, there was nothing directly racist <laughs> at all. True. And I think this, this might that ju- might have been a first. There wasn't uh, even a there wasn't even a romani reference or uh
1: right there wasn't just i don't think there was any colorism i mean they like
0: they mentioned freddie being fair but they didn't get into the fact if that was good or bad
1: right so yeah you're right there was no racism yay yay
0: (laughs) that's a win
1: (laughs) right we'll take it super dark and depressing but no racism not even offhand. So that's just classism. Yes.
0: The classism was front and center, but that's fine. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I finally do go and visit England, I'm going to be like, "Do I like, all talk about servants the way that I've been led to think that you talk about servants?"
0: It was also remember because... this is 1931. Yes, <laughs> not now times.
1: Fair. Uh, uh, So So if
0: we go to a regular place in London, they're going to be like, you weirdo, (laughs) go away.
1: Oh, God, I'm going to be I'm going to be that American tourist who is like, can I see all of the Agatha Christie spots and all the Sherlock Holmes spots and all the Dick Francis spots? That would be me. And there's probably a tour. I'm
0: sure there's several tours designed for you.
1: And they will be like, that'll be, you know, 50 pounds. And I'll be like, ooh hundred dollars yes please or whatever it is <laughs> and they will make so much money off me even if they take me to the wrong places and you're not like, gonna know the house. you're gonna be this the one the taking
0: the picture with your disposable
1: camera <laughs> <laughs> okay uh i mean we have cell phones i could take pictures on my phone okay
0: I just had this picture of you as this like white-haired tourist, but you are not <laughs> white-haired. You don't have a disposable camera, but it was too good to resist. Like you, d- you definitely when you got there, you aged twenty-five years to me. Then <laughs> I guess went twenty-five years in the past in terms of technology. <laughs> right. leaning out of the you know double-decker right. bus with your oh, disposable well, camera.
1: I, you know that I did, when I went to uh, uh, Austria, I did do the Sound of Music tour in that town, which I can't remember the name right now. I'm blanking on it. Um, and, you know, I did the whole Sound of Music tour, and they took us to different places where it filmed. And then when they took us up to the hills in the little bus, they put on... The hills are alive with the sound of Oh music. my god,
0: I'm dying.
1: On the bus, going up the hill, and I'm like, and that's why I paid you the did, 50 did euros. Did you get and off and twirl? Like, oh, hell yeah. Of course I got <laughs> off and twirled.
0: I have not seen footage of this. I need footage.
1: <laughs> I mean, but as we're going up the hills they're playing the song, I'm like, yes, it wasn't 50 euros. That would be an incredible amount of money. But it might have been 25 euros.
0: It was, um, it was not a joke it was a it, it was a, a yeah. touristy and, scabby and I price was like,
1: as that meme says please take my money i was the, right there so <laughs> when i go to england i will be the person who will be like yes if you have a bus that takes me around and makes me visit all the places even if you're like all right so when we go
0: together you're going to be doing that and i'll be at the cute cafe being like yeah she's getting scammed i'll be here when she gets back (laughs) (laughs) having coffee and then wine
1: (laughs) but i will be enjoying the experience even if they're like well this isn't the actual house but it's like the house i'll be like close it up
0: (laughs) see and that's what i have to like picture you with a disposable camera saying close enough (laughs) (laughs) click
1: Wind, <laughs> wine, wine,
0: wine, wine. wine. <laughs> oh God! the The iPhone picture isn't good enough for that. It has to be. You have to have the disposable <laughs> camera for like that. Right,
1: too. right, totally. Oh God. Okay. So All right. Yeah, we ended. We ended with a laugh. There. That we did.
0: Me. Yeah, we brought it up. We brought it up.
1: There we go. Okay. Well, we'll see you at next time. See you um, next. On-